Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part presentation on the top five corporate scandals of 2018 on this special presentation on Across the Board, a podcast on corporate governance. I am joined by Amy Bernard Vaughn, a well-known corporate governance. But first, have you ever considered starting a podcast? Have you ever wanted to put your voice out there? Well, if so, I'm always looking for new podcasts for the Compliance Podcast Network. If you're wondering how to get started on the production, please listen to our sponsor, One Stone Creative, on how to get going on a podcast. If you are enjoying this show, you might enjoy hosting your own. As an expert in your field, you have skills, knowledge, and insight that can help you expand your practice, meet new people, and create amazing content to share with the world. In as little as two hours a week, you can dramatically change how you promote, fill, and position your business, and One Stone Creative can show you how. Learn more at onestonecreative.net. In this special five-part podcast series, we take a look at the following scandals, CBS and Lus Moonvees, 1MDB and Goldman Sachs, Facebook and its continuing drip, drip, drip of customer information, Tesla and its Elon Musk problem, and we conclude with Nissan and Carlos Goshen. This special five-part series has been a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode in our five-part exploration of the top scandals of 2018 with Amy Barnard Bond. Today, we're going to take a look at 1MDB and Goldman Sachs. Amy, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tom. So, Amy, let me just jump right into it because uh, by asking you, what are the top three reasons that you have, or from your perspective, on why this scandal is on our top five list for 2018? Sure. Well, gosh, this one is one of the largest geopolitical scandals, I think, of the year. Just the the sheer scope and magnitude and the length of time it's taking to to even tease out all of the the players um, is deserving of the award. <laughs> so that'd be my first one. Um, the second is the level at which controls were circumvented. I think, given that we have a compliance and ethics audience, it's really important for compliance and ethics officers to understand how did this happen. And how could they prevent something even remotely like this from happening on their watch? And so we can, you know, look at that, I think, a little more closely. And then third, just the fact that the, the culture had such widespread uh, corruption in this. And in my opinion, the fact that it involved an entire country's wealth um, makes it just so morally problematic to me. Um, you know, this this was the country of Malaysia, um, which has gone through a lot. Um, it, it's it's so the fact that people would take advantage and steal from from the country, and that unfortunately one of the United States' investment firms was implicated, um, makes it for me one of the top five. So, in terms of the scope, uh, it is it is truly stunning. Um, with Goldman alone, Goldman Sachs, they were helped 1MDB to raise uh, over $6 billion in, uh, billion in bond offerings, for yep. which their fee was $600 million. Of that $6 billion, $3.7 billion was, uh, is alleged to have been simply stolen. 
mm-hmm. by one of the, the principals, Jay Lowe, and distributed out as bribe payments to the Prime Minister of Malaysia, uh, various sovereign wealth funds in the Middle East, uh, and numerous other players. So uh, you're absolutely right. The, the, the scale of this is almost uh, defies, uh, defies belief. Uh, and I really like the way um, or the point on the circumvention of controls. We, we rarely talk about circumvention of controls at a $6 billion scandal level. <laughs> right, uh, right. Um, you know, it might be a guy uh, stealing. It may be a fraudster. It certainly could be a corruption case under the FCPA. But this really took it to a, an entire new level. And I saw both circumvention of controls at 1MDB and also at Goldman Sachs. And that may yeah. be, um, you know, lead to Goldman Sachs downfall uh, in this this case. And, and we should note, the, as of this week, they've been criminally indicted in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally almost every day there's something else that's been that's been coming out about it. And there's still uh, multiple people that have been implicated that have fled the country and they're still at large. Interpol still hasn't been able to find some people that are that are. But they do have, uh, you know, Leisner who's pled guilty and has already paid out at 43 million. I think people suspect that he's agreed to be a, a friendly witness because he got a pretty sweet deal. He'd already been, you know, even paid out 200 million. He's only paying back 43 million. Uh, for for conspiracy to to launder and violate the FCPA, and then Eng has been arrested and and I think you said indicted in Malaysia, and he was facing charges this morning. I think it was in Malaysia, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Both he and uh, Leisner were banned for life uh, mm-hmm. from engaging in securities work in Malaysia. Really, no surprise there. But what do you do if you're Goldman Sachs uh, at this point? This is obviously public. Uh, we've had a, a very good book by two Wall Street Journal reporters. This scandal is on the front page of literally every business paper and the New York Times across the world. Um, and they are they are in the crosshairs, and they are really thought of as, as one of the, if not premier firms in the United States, certainly one of the top top level. And to mm-hmm. be embroiled in this sort of scandal has, has to be a huge black eye to them. Yeah, it's it's awful. I mean, so their shares had dropped 34% this year. And then on Monday, with some of the news breaking, they dropped another 2.4%. I'm sure it dropped again today. I, I didn't check yet. Um, but the optics are terrible. And they're terrible for the, for senior management. I think um, some reports said that there, more than 30 people had signed off on these three bond you know, measure ratings. And there's just a lot of red flags. And there's a question that the board is saying they're a victim of isolated rogue employees, right? But the degree to which others knew or should have known about the bribes and the circumvention of controls and the sign-offs, there are some red flags here, Tom. I mean, to me alone, when you're charging, you know, essentially 10% for a government fund on a, on a relatively low-risk investment like bonds, wouldn't you think that'd be kind of a, of a red flag? Why would you charge a, a government, you know, over, over three times the the cost. I mean, that that's just a lot. Um, you know, they're estimating that the total at risk for Goldman Sachs is around five billion, and it's going to take at least twelve to eighteen months to straighten it out. And they've got a new CEO. Uh, October first, David Solomon took over. He has the distinction of being a part-time DJ um, on top of his regular role. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if, you know, if, if he can straighten this out, I mean, he had the advantage of, you know, he wasn't the CEO. So technically he w- this didn't happen on his watch as CEO, uh, but he has been at the company for a while. So, 
be interesting to see how they proceed on this, but I'm sure they're meeting daily on it. <laughs> I think that may be an understatement. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing I'd, I'd want to highlight is something that, that you uh, laid out in the top three, which is in the prior uh, episode where we took a look at CBS, we had um, activity uh, literally at the CEO level and indeed above, which we uh, thought um, was uh, certainly uh, not good. But here we had conduct down into the weeds of circumvention of controls. And yeah. it just struck me that uh, you could have literally CEO engaging in sexual assault at the workplace, covered up by the board. Or you could have something as, as uh, I don't want to say mundane, but literally as into the weeds as a partner in a, a major investment firm lying to uh, corporate compliance officers who were asking about a deal, and those compliance officers or whoever was in charge were not following up when uh, obvious red flags were raised, um, and the ease at which controls at Goldman Sachs were circumvented has led to it putting itself in, in a, a very negative, at least very negative publicity at this point. Yeah, and you uh, mentioned in, in one of your writings about this, the, the four eyes review and, and approval principle. Yes. Um, in terms of you know, because you 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 know, in an ideal scenario, you would um, do a root cause analysis on this and say, okay, and I'm sure compliance and ethics. They said they've been going back and forth over this um, multiple times that they've looked at this one MDB deal every way. Is, is, is some of the uh, compliance analysis that I've seen, and and that would be a way to try to help. Now, impl- you and I both know politically implementing that. You know, it sounds like a great idea, but implementing when a deal is trying to get rushed through. And having a, an unrelated group oversee and approve that is challenging. Um, is it the right thing to do? I sure hope they do it now. You know, I think with $5 billion at stake, um, they're probably going to be leading the gold standard and speaking at all the conferences around, around how to do this over the next couple of years. Um, the other thing I picked up was that they're considering a special surveillance program to monitor higher risk employees that are, that are far away. I mean, the other tough thing about this is this was the Southeast Asia branch, pretty far from New York, you know, and, and you and I both know that when you're further away, it's harder to monitor. You do have more independence, but maybe you don't have access to the data or to the relationships to really be able to spot those red flags. So you got to wonder who really um, had access to the data about this. And as you point out, they lied. Oldest trick in the book. Well, you know, there's, if, if someone lies about about it, it can be harder to catch if there's not other uh, information that's coming your way. Absolutely. Uh, Amy, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time uh, on this episode, but we've been visiting about uh, the 1MDB Goldman Sachs scandal. I hope you will join us for our next episode where we're going to look at one of our joint favorite companies, Facebook. Amy, thanks again for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this special presentation of the top five corporate scandals from 2018 on Across the Board. We will look at another episode tomorrow, which I know you will enjoy. This presentation is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.